The Book Love Foundation podcast is produced by the Teacher Learning Sessions, connecting teachers with ideas, experts, and each other. Welcome back to the Book Love Foundation Winter Special Podcast Series. This is our fourth in the series, and it's dedicated to giving you some ideas for spending all that holiday cash you got in book cards. Um, today, I'm going to talk to Dana Johansson, a middle school teacher who has co-authored with Sonia Cherry Paul two books for Heinemann. The first one, Flip Your Writing Workshop, I found absolutely fascinating, and the second, Teaching Interpretation, builds on that original thinking. So before we get to our conversation, let me recommend another professional development book that has been on my desk this month. And I want to think about that phrase, professional development, as it was intended. I love this profession of teaching. It's not a job. It's a profession that requires my continual education and development. I've never reached a place where I can sit back comfortable in what I know because I chose work that expects more from me. I need to learn in order to teach well. So I embrace professional reading, and I imagine if you're listening, you do too. This month, I read Enticing Hard-to-Reach Writers. It's been my companion since NCTE. It's a little book with great power. It's Ruth Ayer's latest book, and she's a literacy coach who understands children and teenagers And she writes with such beauty. She's given me this new phrase to describe so many of the kids I teach here in the mountains of New Hampshire, a history of hard. Some of my students come from the devastating effects of trauma, and Ruth's book is giving me new ways to see and learn from them. Listen to this. The amygdala is our emotional control panel. It's the part of the brain in charge of feelings, emotional behavior, and motivation. Fear is the primary emotion in children from hard places, and the amygdala is where fear forms. Stephanie, and this is Ruth's adopted daughter, survived the first years of her life by learning to take care of herself. Although everything in her early years was unpredictable, she figured out ways to be in control. By screaming, flailing her arms, and kicking, she could get her own way. She didn't talk until the age of four, yet fully potty trained herself before the age of one. Stephanie has more willpower than most and learned soon in life that if she wanted something done, she'd have to do it herself or with the help of her sister, Hannah. When most children were playing on swings, Hannah and Stephanie were sleeping through the night underneath the park bench. When most toddlers... We're learning to eat cut-up grapes and broccoli. Hannah and Stephanie were digging through trash cans for leftovers. When most children were wrapped in a favorite warm blanket for nap time, Hannah and Stephanie were cuddled in a closet in a house without heat. They lived in fear, fear of being hurt, fear of being cold, fear of being hungry, Fear all the time. Living like this alters the way a brain develops. The girl's amygdala became enlarged. Ruth's insights are so important for us to think about. 
But it's also true that she writes like a dream. I bought copies of this book for each member of my teacher's writing group because she writes the way they want to write, with courage, with soul. You're going to love this book. Thanks for being here. You know, Dana's the kind of teacher who cuts into her vacation in Oregon to connect with me across the country so I could record her thinking about books you're going to love to have in your classroom. I'm grateful to her. I'm grateful to all of you who listen in. Just have yourself a wonderful start to 2018. Thanks for being here. If I'm a teacher and I got a book card for the holidays and I would love to spend it on some books for my classroom, what would you recommend? Ah, I'm so excited to talk about this. Um, so you asked me to choose three and I thought, oh my God, how, how can I pick three? Um, but what I decided to do was pick um, three of my go-to titles in my classroom um, that are great for students who are um, you know, you're just getting to know as readers or students who have read everything and perhaps not heard of these titles. Um, my first number one go-to book in my classroom, I mean, this is the book I, I, at the beginning of the year, I know it's going to be a hit. At the end of the year, I, I know it's still going to be a hit. Um, this book is called The Swap by Megan Schull. And it's a book that's similar to Freaky Friday, and it's about body swapping. So oh, awesome. Awesome. Um, and, I know, right? And so through some magic, a seventh grade girl switches bodies with an eighth grade boy, and they need to live in each other's lives for a period of time. Um, and this book really has it all. It has uh, the touch of magic, it has a realistic fiction feel, and it has that tiny bit of hormones that really, you know, make it a little juicy. So it's really exciting, especially to <laughs> middle school students. Um, I love it. This is one that my middle schoolers can't put down. They beg for more books like this. Um, Megan Shaw actually also does really great Skype sessions um, in the classroom. So I've, I've begged her. I said, hey, we have to connect with you. We love your book. Um, so really, really awesome. That is so and great. And the can next- I just ask, if I'm a teacher and I've never set one of those up, how did you figure out how to connect with her? Sure. So um, my first way was through Twitter. Was through Twitter. I, I try first, um, you know, I, I just say, you know, hey, at Megan Shaw or whatever her handle is offhand. Um, I'm not sure. But I say, hey, you know, we'd love to connect with you. Not sure if you're available, that sort of thing. Not sure if you do this type of thing. Um, and sometimes authors tweet back. Sometimes they respond. Sometimes they don't. Um, but that's my, my first way. I also love to go to their websites and say, you know, for contact me, that sort of thing. Sometimes they have a bit of information there for teachers too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm a little, you know, I try and search around. So if one way fails, try the other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it really makes a difference. It does. I had a seven word poet um, Skype with us as well as an author last year. And I just, my kids were so dialed in. It makes all the difference. And the, the wonderful um, words that the authors say and the recommendations they have for students as readers and writers, it means so much more to my students than anything I could say. You know, I mean, the whole school year, I'm preaching all this stuff. And then the author says it and it's like, whoa, oh my gosh, yes. So it's just really, really powerful. It is. Um, it is. It's really great. And then I have um, the book Ghost by Jason Reynolds. And Woo-hoo! this book is actually part of a series. Have you read that? Yes, I love it. Well, uh, I'm kind of a Jason Reynolds. I have a little crush there. I read everything he writes. Absolutely, right? Right. Oh, I my think gosh. We yes. all do. 
Absolutely. Sonia and I always try to get our pictures taken with him when we go to the, um, you know, the, the teacher conferences. Oh my gosh. And we're, we're so excited if we can have our picture taken with Jason Reynolds. It's such a huge day for us. Um, so this book ghost is, uh, the story of a boy named ghost who's had, who's lived a hard life and, um, he's been running from the past and he's one of the fastest runners actually in his neighborhood. Um, and this book begins when he's running by a track team and Ghost knows that he's the fast. He's faster than any of the runners on the field, and, and he wants to prove it. And this is such a great beginning to a book. Um, it's so captivating, and it's. I mean, it's hilarious. I mean, a Ghost goes down to the course and challenges the fastest runner to a race, and the coach, of course, is yelling like, "Who are you, kid? And get off the track!" And this is a private team. But Ghost really wants to race, and so finally the coach gives in, and the two runners compete, and Ghost wins. And the coach and all the other spectators, they can't believe it. They all want to know, who's this kid? And so um, here's a short excerpt from the book right after Ghost has won this race. The coach says to him, kid, wait, wait, who do you run for? I run for me. Who else? I replied. I stopped walking. No, I mean, what team? No team. I see. And he glanced over at the track. So then who trained you? Somebody had to train you to be so fast. Nobody. I just know how to run. Yes. Yes, you do. Um, and, and the rest of this book is about ghost journey. And um, I don't want to fully give it away, but, you know, it's about does he join this team? Do the teammates accept him? And how can ghost learn how to stop running from his past? And so this book just has it all. Heartfelt moments, great action. And then... I don't know if any of your students, um, Penny, have read Patina, but that's the next book in this series. And the best part about the series is that all these books are standalone, so you don't have to read one before the other. But the next one, um, Patina, just came out, and my students have loved it. Have any of your students read it? They haven't read it yet, and it's sitting on my shelf. I haven't read it yet, so I'm dying to know, is it the same cast of characters? It is. It's the same, um, the same cast of characters. And uh, the next book, Sunny, is coming out April 10th. And so this is already something in our classroom. We have um, a display that says, you know, coming soon. <laughs> so that one we're already thinking about because it's, it's coming out in April. And I, I love the series. And um, ah, Jason Reynolds is just awesome. Really, really great. I just really great. love, um, I'm sorry, you, because of your contagious passion. I listen to you and I go, if I was in your room, I would be reading. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, I just love it. And I mean, what a great job, you know, you get to read all of these books. I mean, I, I just think it's, it's so much fun. I just have a kid at heart, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I just love, love, love all of this. Um, and my final book that I want to recommend is called The Charm Children of Rookskill Castle, and it's by Janet Fox. And um, this book came out in 2016, and I found that so many of my students have enjoyed it. Uh, it takes place in 1940, and it centers around a small group of children who've been sent away from London to the countryside. This is very much like The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, or The War That Saved My Life. Um, and they're sent to this place called Rookskill Castle in order to be kept safe. However, the castle is not at all what it seems. Um, and so here's an excerpt from the book that I love. The gate was an iron monster with crossbars, and at the very top of the arch, Cat could make out an odd symbol. It was the number 13 inside an ornate circle with the letters RC flanking it. Cat guessed that the RC stood for Rookskill Castle, but the 13? Maybe it was the house number. Did castles have numbers? And if so, who would choose the unhappy number 13? 
Silly, she scolded herself. Numbers weren't happy or unhappy. Numbers were solid things, things you could depend on. But as the wagon passed under the gate, she couldn't suppress a shudder and wouldn't look up at the 13 that stared down at them like a winking eye. Every single time I read it. Um, <laughs> sorry, it's so great. It's so great. Um, it draws readers right in. They can't put this down because um, everyone wants to know what's going to happen to these kids in this castle and um, will they survive. Um, and it has it all. It has ancient curses. It has charms. It has spies. It has war. It has magic. It just has it all. Um, oh. And the cool thing about this author is that I have my students write, choose an author to write to every year. And so one of my students last year loved this book so much and wrote to Janet Fox and um, she wrote back. And my student actually just um, received it about a week ago. And it was the most lovely letter. I just, I mean, I just thank authors for doing that. It's so incredible that they take the time to write kids back. And, and Janet wrote such a lovely message and just, oh, amazing. That is such a cool story. I don't know if you know that um, E.B. White wrote to Linda Reef as a child. Linda Reef was this little kid saying, I loved Stuart Little, and he wrote to her. It's so powerful. Yeah. It's so powerful. I mean, it's, you know, it's things that kids frame and have in their house for the rest of their lives. I mean, because it means so much. And um, it, I mean, as a teacher, I say, oh, you know, authors are very busy, you know, there's probably no way that they're going to write back, you know, I don't have any expectation about this, but um, it's so powerful when they do, and I mean, everyone gathers around and listens to the words of the author, it's just so, I mean, I wish authors could be there to see, you know, a child's reaction to receiving their letter, because it's really special, it's um, really amazing. You know, yeah. Dana, talking to you, it's about more than just your love of books and your love of kids, but you've given us two things that some teachers have never tried, which is to connect with an author on Twitter and perhaps do a yeah. Skype session. And then to remind teachers that authors are human beings who might love to get a letter and send right. one back and how powerful it is to help those authors live in the lives of our classrooms. Absolutely. And um, when I, I was talking to uh, the author, Sarah Weeks, about it, and I was thanking her for responding to my students, and she said, the number one tip for getting authors to write back to your students is to send a, um, a pre-addressed, you know, stamped envelope Good um, with your letter, because then it's then it's free for the author, and uh, that's that's really cool. And it would really, I, when she said it, I said, "Oh my God, you're right." I mean, oh my gosh, it must be so much money in postage otherwise. Um, so it's it's really really great. It works. Yeah. You know what? Your uh, love of our work is a gift. Thank you so much. It's a gift to the foundation for you to help us with our podcast, but also just to the kids you reach every day. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Penny. It's such an honor talking with you. It's amazing. Oh, it's an you. honor for me. Have a wonderful holiday. Thank you so much. You too. Thank you. Bye. Coming up tomorrow is Winter Break Super Special Podcast number five with Ariel Johnson. You know who she is. You follow her on Twitter. I'm sure you do because, like me, you follow all the people who make you think and live and love this work. See you next time. Hello, this is Kevin Carlson from the Teacher Learning Sessions. Thank you for listening to the fourth of our special Winter Break reading episodes. We have also heard book talks and recommendations from Penny, 
Cornelius Minor and Tricia Abervia in the previous episodes. If you missed them, I encourage you to check out those episodes. After we finish this series of mini-episodes for the break, we will be sending a full list of all the books that people talk about to everybody on the Teacher Learning Sessions email list, both as an email and as a PDF. If you would like to receive that yourself, just go to teacherlearningsessions.com and join the email list. You can do it right now. In our next episode, Ariel Johnson. Our students will, after all, ultimately become adults who have some type of relationship with power. Let's inspire them to use or antagonize that power in ways that expose them to new ideas and change them and the world for all of us. That's why we read in the first place, isn't it? Thanks for listening. I hope you're having a great winter break. Happy reading. Support for the Book Love Foundation podcast comes from BookSource. As a leading distributor of authentic literature for K-12 classrooms, BookSource makes it easy for educators to build, grow, and organize classroom libraries that engage readers. With free teacher resources to accompany over 13,000 titles, BookSource helps busy teachers integrate classroom library books into lessons and save valuable research and planning time. Visit BookSource.com to bring your classroom library to life with teacher resources today. The Book Love Foundation podcast is produced by the Teacher Learning Sessions, connecting teachers with ideas, experts, and each other.